Welcome back to the Mail Right Show, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode 274. Today we are meeting with Sean Bell, who's in Century 21 in Canada. And I'll let him uh, introduce himself and explain what part of Canada that he is from. Hey, guys. Well, thanks. First off, thanks for having me here. Really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, one of your north of the border Canadians. Uh, we're kind of more on the west side of Canada. So easiest way for me to usually explain it to everybody is just saying we're pretty much six hours north of the border, straight north of Montana. So go to Montana, go six hours north, and you may find me somewhere there. We're, uh, we're not heavily populated. I'm in a city of uh, only 30,000 people. And uh, yeah, that's uh, where I, I joke with everybody. We're, uh, we've been practicing social distancing for years here. So this stuff's not new to us. It's, it's pretty easy going here for uh, us to get through this. That's beautiful. All right. So uh, today uh, we found Sean because my intrepid host, which by the way, John, I'm going to queue you up for an introduction here, uh, was doing some research on YouTube and uh, reached out to you because we were really impressed with your YouTube channel. And with that, John, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm the co-host with Robert on the uh, Mel Wright show. Um, yeah, Shane came across, um, Sean came across me on um, doing some research for possible guests. He seemed to, um, I was intrigued by what he was doing on YouTube um, and also get a perspective of an agent that's still very active as agent um, in a slightly different market, the Canadian market, which I think has been going through a slightly different cycle than maybe the US market. And also somebody that's really active on digi with digital media. So I thought um, you'd be a great guest to see what's been working for you. Um, I also know you, you know, you um, interact with a lot of agents and you could give us some feedback, what you're finding is working for other agents, what isn't. So I thought it would be a really interesting show, Robert. Excellent. All right. So with that, Sean, why don't we why don't we just tee up one of those one of those questions that John just asked and say start off the show with you telling us about what differences you're, you're so so we know or the audience now knows that you're really active on social media that you, he has a huge following and a really active uh, channel on YouTube and you could probably just go into YouTube and search for. Sean Bell, and if that doesn't work, do seanbell.ca, and I'm sure that would work. So um, why don't you explain to us what you feel like the differences are in Canada versus the U.S., if, if any, if just whatever your thoughts are. Uh, it, for real estate in general, I mean, there is subtle differences. Uh, I've worked with a lot of U.S. Uh, realtors and Canada as well. Uh, just for example, setting up our CRM, I noticed from doing it in the U.S., there's just there's those little differences. I mean, here it always boggles everybody in the U.S.'s mind when I tell them somebody calls me up today and wants their house listed, I can have it on the market tomorrow. Whereas I know in the U.S. there's a lot more of a process to that where you got to, you know, do a lot more steps before you ever do have a house on the market. Whereas here it's basically I take my photographer over, we take our photos, we get the paperwork signed that day, and she's on tomorrow. Um Another one is uh, in the U.S., uh, 
you have a lot of title companies. So with uh, possessions, usually your paperwork's going to a title company and you go sit down with the customers at a closing table. Correct me if I'm wrong here, because I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, kind of guessing, but you kind of sit down with the customers, um, sign paperwork, and it's closed and that's it. Up here, we do not have such a thing. We just have the lawyers that take care of everything. Uh, so basically when we have all conditions removed on a property, that's when it's considered sold. We send everything off to lawyers, and then from there, the uh, the lawyers take care of everything. So there's no closing appointment we have to attend. It's just basically once possession. It's very, so I think what you're describing is it's similar to the UK system where the title company element is not there, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, you still have... There still is such thing as a title transfer. It's just the lawyers are doing that title transfer. It's a, it's a deed in the UK. One of the factors that interested me is um, how's the Canadian, you know, it's a, it's a vast country like the US, so it's probably regional. But in the US in general, it's it's been a dramatic shortage of sellable property and a lot of markets in the US are pretty like red hot at the present moment. Is that, is the Canada been um, down a similar direction or is the market fundamentals a bit different? That is a great question. It all depends where you live in Canada. So if you go further west of where I live to the coast of Vancouver, you're going to see a market that's been very busy I, I believe it in the last year or so it had softened a little bit, but it was just going crazy for so long. There was a lot of foreign investment, uh, a lot what of people coming buying what's property. The name of the, what's the name of the market for our can, Canadian audience? Because they'll know. Uh, for In Vancouver. In Vancouver. Vancouver. Got it. Yeah. Okay. British Columbia. Okay. Yep. So okay. they have a lot of uh, influence from the international buyers came in, bought a bunch of property. Eventually, Vancouver put in what was called a foreigner's tax where they taxed the people that were coming in. And, and I believe that the houses were vacant, they put a tax on it. So then a lot of those buyers moved farther east to Toronto. And then uh, Toronto all of a sudden saw a big boom in their market. And it was Toronto and Montreal. So basically anywhere kind of east is just been insane. Just a lot like you see in the markets in the US. Where I'm located, it's the exact opposite. Uh, we have... Oh, it's been six years now. We've been in a recessed market, which is a very long time for a recessed market. We're a, we're a heavy oil field related community, and uh, just the oil field's been hit hard. And therefore, we've seen a bunch of foreclosures. Uh, we've got a bunch of houses on the market. Um, I mean, at the when we were in our booming times, which uh, it was insane, we had no houses on the market for a city of thirty thousand people. We had, I think it was maybe 30 houses on the market. And then fast forward to a few years later, uh, we had over 400. So it's just quite a drastic difference. And, and uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but is this also what you're describing? Is this also affecting Alberta and Calgary? Yes. Yeah. So we're basically, I live uh, five hours uh, northeast of Calgary. And you'll see a lot of the oil field companies' head offices are in Calgary. And uh, yeah, uh, we're right on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan, and it's affecting both provinces for sure. Okay, which makes my next question, I feel about a million times more relevant. So you, unless I am misreading, are in the top 1% of Century 21. And what you just described to me and John 
is that you are sitting in the middle of a recessed market. Now, there's a lot of people, myself included, looking past this boom and crazy time to when real estate stabilizes in, in the U.S., and I do believe at some point we're going we're gonna to see a slowdown. It's hard to say that we won't because we're so hot right now. So I, I think that this information might be incredibly relevant for some of our listeners. Like They'll be really fascinated to hear. You've just described a depressed marketplace. You've got tons of foreclosures. How are you maintaining top 1% of all of Century 21 in Canada sitting in a depressed market? For sure. Um, yeah, it's just all a matter. I mean, obviously, there's never one trick. Uh, it has helped. I've been in the in the market for a while. I've been doing this just over 16 years. So I've been able to build a name for myself. I mean, that helps. You look, you look much too young. Would we, are you saying you started doing this when you were 12? <laughs> uh, you're not the first person to ask that. I, I started when I was 19. Um, and yeah, from there, it's just a matter of just keeping in touch with people. Um, I mean, social media, I love social media that has helped quite a bit, uh, getting my face out there. I I've been known as kind of the, the leader of social media within our city. Um, and because of that, I mean, people recognize you. They're like, Hey, I saw you on Facebook. I saw you on Instagram. I, I recognize you. They, they know me before I even know them, which is, is awesome because now when people are coming to deal with me, they already know you have a family, you like to travel, you like food. They know all those things about me. And I don't even know who the heck they are already, but they already know, like, and trust me because of the brand I built and, uh, and because of what I do on social media. And then aside from that, it's just always been like, I always tell everybody, um, I have my phone here. I always say this thing is literally always with me. I mean, everybody knows when they message me, they're going to get a response from me. And I found what lacks with a lot uh, for people that I've spoken to said if they've dealt with a realtor before is communication is key for them. That's uh, their biggest thing is they never heard from their realtor. So I found, hey, there's an easy one for me. If I keep in touch with them and uh, I keep talking with them, then obviously that's going to uh, take care of that objection. Okay. So interestingly enough, it seems like you're mostly leveraging real estate and I said, or leveraging, you've, you've done a little bit of business. So your tools are as follows. You've got all of your social channels. You've got a real estate website that was built for you by real estate webmasters. Um, I'm curious to know which, so you, you, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Yeah. If you had to say which of these tools has been more most impactful for your lead generation, what are you going to say has been the number one thing for you to bring business to the doors? As for as a realtor in my city, it's definitely been Facebook. So I always recommend when I talk to other realtors as well is it, it, it can depend on your city. Uh, my city, I always call it kind of old school. So the demographic majority of people in my city are on Facebook, whereas you go to another city, it might be Instagram. The other difference is, is right now I'm running, uh, we just started a new page because I just created a, a small team here. So I had my Facebook page already. Now we got a new Instagram page up and running for it. So those two kind of correlate with each other. Then on the other side of it, where I run a course 
teaching other realtors how to do things. That's where I've got another Instagram page for that. And I've got a YouTube uh, page for that. So that's helping uh, other realtors. So if we're talking on the real estate side of things, then yeah, for sure, Facebook and Instagram. And seems like Facebook has uh, so far been beating out Instagram within my community. Okay. Um, and you've got, so you haven't mentioned in any of that YouTube. Now I'm looking at YouTube. I'm looking at your YouTube channel and I'm looking at a lot of your, your YouTube channel. It actually seems to be geared towards realtors and not necessarily towards uh, prospective real estate people. It's a lot of training for those of you who are curious to know what I'm looking at. Sean seems to be offering a lot of tutorials. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Just basically uh, the short of it is bettering your business through technology. So I'm a huge tech guy. Uh, I mean, before I was in real estate, I was a computer tech. I tore apart computers. I rebuilt them. And when I got into real estate, I felt like the two could be married together. So I put them together. And uh, that's another reason why I've, I mean, I feel I've had great success uh, with real estate is just I've always got the new, latest, greatest. How there? I'm always researching. You know, if there's somewhere we can make something better, what's what's an app we could use to do that, or what other thing could we do? Um, I mean, it was years ago I started electronic signatures. Back then, people didn't even know what the heck electronic signatures were. So just different stuff like that that it made my time more efficient, uh, and I could do a lot more with the proper systems. Um, and yeah, so that's basically the short of what that YouTube channel is about is just teaching other people from my experience in my 16 years of, uh, things that have worked and what they can do as well to implement in their business. All right. Well, we're going to go to, uh, a break right now, ladies and gentlemen. When no, we actually, come... we, we actually still got a little bit of time, actually. Um, we got a... I have a big question. Let's do it early. I have, I have a question that won't be fast. So let's... Oh, I've, uh... got, I've got a quick, quick question before we okay. go for the break. Um, just to summarise, because obviously uh, I think you did a great description of of your market. You know, I think what, what you were saying about how you managed still to be in the, still the top 1% of your franchise was quite, eye, not eye-opening, but was crucial. Because I think what you were saying was that there was no silver bullet why you were maintaining your status. It was more real down-to-earth factors that you had put the donkey work in um, over a number of years about not what both me and Robert called the invisible agent syndrome, that you've got to get yourself out there and be a recognised authoritative brand in your in your area. And I think that's what you were saying, that you had done the previous... So you were seen as the, the real estate resource in your local community. Would you say that, that I'm on the right track there? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, when I started... Uh, there was not much for social media. Uh, so it was a matter of, you know, you got to know people and you built a rapport and you had that person refer you and that next person referred you. So that's how it started. And then from there, uh, once social media came along, then all of a sudden I jumped on that and it was just kind of adding fuel to the fire. Uh, so you're getting the referrals, but then secondarily, you're getting those, the next people that are finding you from being online. So it all works together in, in one great system. 
ask. So it's like you say. So I think what you what you're saying is it's still it's still totally a relationship based um, business in a way. You're just using technology to increase your outreach and being able to build your local brand at an affordable price. Absolutely. Yeah. It's number one, still relationship for sure. Because I mean, I can be doing all this and uh, doing great on social media. And if somebody comes to me and I do a terrible job uh, or I'm not doing the job for them, then that relationship falls apart. And what I just did, everything falls apart. So it's all got to work together. And I think that's, that fits into what we've been preaching over the past year, hasn't it, Robert? That, you know, it's not divorced. I think there's a lot of people and we've discussed this before, that can use social media or they use what I call the Buffini mythology. But um, we've got an agent here that understands that you've got to combine both together and use digital marketing to, to build your brand and get yourself in front of people at the right time. But it's also still totally aware that it's still a, a relationship um, industry, basically. So it's fantastic just to find somebody that's using both because I think we, a couple of weeks ago when we were having an internal discussion, Robert, we were finding that a lot of people struggle with that, don't they? Yeah. No, they they do because the the overall concept, it is a big concept to say that, hey, you know, in today's digital world, it's best to rely on six or seven different methods of of getting in front of somebody because Sean you're you're talking about you know Instagram and Facebook you've mentioned those two repeatedly you probably have actually that's going to lead me into my question which is going to regard which is going yeah, to be coming up to popular. the club, so, yeah. Oh, now, yeah, now that I'm talking, <laughs> it's time to stop. <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to our break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, I'm going to be uh, tossing uh, Sean a question about his most popular video, which is uh, on CRMs. All right. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. Welcome back to the MailRite Show, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode 274. Can you believe that? 274. And we're here with Sean Bell, uh, an internet rock star from Canada, about six uh, hours north of Montana. And I'm about ready to ask him a question about his most popular YouTube video, which is how John and I found him. He is giving out some great content for all of you uh, real estate agents looking for a little bit of help. You can find them at Sean Bell on YouTube. The question that I have for you, Sean, regards your video that has 5,400 views. It's the most popular video I could find on your channel. And it asks this question, top real estate CRMs for new agents making the best decision. So it's a 10-minute video. Here's my curveball. So what did you recommend? <laughs> What I, I'll answer that in two ways. Okay. So first off, what I always start within my videos, I say to everybody now, I'm 
obviously I'll give my recommendation of uh, what I really like and, and the ones that I've used and the one I'm currently using. In saying that, I always want everybody to do their own research as well to know what they want to get out of their CRM. Because what I want out of my CRM might be different from what the next person wants out of their CRM. So I would hate for somebody to uh, say, hey, you know what? He recommended this CRM. I'm going to go get it. And then they get into it and they find out, oh, this is more work than what I thought, or this doesn't do what I wanted it to do. And all of a sudden they're going, well, that guy, what the heck does he know? What, what is he talking about? I mean, this was a terrible recommendation. So there's not one size that fits all. There's not in anything. There's, in my opinion, there's nothing that is like, this is the best one. And if everybody uses it, they're going to be the best because they all do different things. Now, to answer your initial question, yeah, Realvolve is what I recommended. That's the current CRM that I use. I really do love it. Um, it, like I said, it does take time to set up, but once it is set up, I mean, the thing's amazing. It's, uh, it runs through the exact same tasks every time. So if I have a new buyer come along, I can put a certain, they're called workflows. So I can attach a workflow to that person. And then from there, it reminds me to follow up with them all the time and to keep in touch with them. Uh, if I get an accepted offer on a property, whether I'm representing the seller or the buyer, I put that into Realvolve and then it runs me through the exact same things every time it has, where it'll automatically uh, send them a video that I've pre, uh, we've created ahead of time, um, tells them the next steps that are going to happen, reminds us to send stuff to their mortgage person, get the home inspection book for them. Basically, so the idea was kind of the, when we came up with it, was kind of the, almost like a franchise model. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going somewhere to, say you're going to a McDonald's and you're going to a McDonald's in New York, that cheeseburger you order is going to be same as the cheeseburger you order in LA. It's going to go through the exact same process. So no matter where you order it, you're going to get that relatively same experience. And that's what we wanted to curate within our business so that when one buyer comes through, Maybe they refer a friend and that friend's coming through, they are going to get the exact same level of experience so that they're not coming back and saying, hey, why did you do this for my friend, but you didn't do this for me? Realvolve takes care of all that because it's doing it, telling you to do basically step by step every time. And the best part of it now is I always, every time I get somebody new, I enter them into my Realvolve CRM. It tells me what to do. And I know when I go home at night, and I spend time with my family, I don't have to worry about a thing because I know everything was taken care of. Whereas years ago before I had this, there was many nights I would sit there, lay awake in bed and going, I forgot to do that. I forgot to contact that person. And it just was not a good feeling. And I knew that had to change. And that's why I did my research and uh, eventually settled on Realvolve. Interesting. All right. I think I'm going to have to take another look. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you're curious about this video, uh, Sean has the distinct and strange honor of actually beating me for a number of uh, keywords in YouTube. You can you can f- do any of these search terms, and you will find this video at number one or number two. CRM for real estate, CRM for real estate agents, best CRM for real estate agents, and there's about a list of twenty other keywords that he ranks number one or two for. And you can hear him talk for 10 straight minutes about his uh, his Reevolve um, uh, 
recommendation. He's got 117 thumbs up, four thumbs down, uh, probably from people who are competitors, by the way, in case you're wondering why occasionally that happens. Any thumbs up, whether they're up or down, I'll take them. It accounts as engagement. (laughs) (laughs) So I was fascinated by your reply um, was that it really showed what me and Robert have been also discussing with our internal shows and our guests is when somebody says, you know, what do you recommend as a CRM? And it's a it's a practically impossible question to answer because, and it was so perfectly shown by your reply because your reply is perfect, perfectly sensible when you take into contents, content what you were saying in the first half of the show, that it's the quality of service um, being reliable, seen as a, as a reliable resource in your market, that you're looking for a CRM that really helps you keep your service quality level to where you want it to be. So that's a top priority where, like the MailRite, we have a, a basic CRM built, but it's it's part of our lead generation system uh, um, and it just sends an email. It doesn't do all the things, the bells and whistles that your system does. So it really, it really does depend on what you really want from that CRM, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why somebody may use one CRM and be like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. And then the next person may say, well, this doesn't work for me. And then they may have one that works for them. So, and then there's others where may, they may think, you know what, I got to, if this CRM is charging this much, well, it must be the best. So I'm going to pay all that money, but they only use 5% of its capability, whereas they could actually be spending less of their monthly budget and, and getting a CRM that will do the exact same thing for them. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, which which leads me to all those people listening out there. I will give them a Robert Newman million dollar idea. I just don't have the time or the budget to build this myself. But but John and I have talked about this, and I've come to the conclusion, John, that somebody, you, me, or some other enterprising entrepreneur, actually needs to make a behavior based like relationship. CRM because all the ones that are out there don't do it very well. Like like what I'm talking about, Sean, is if if let's say you're a relationship seller, like you're not necessarily you who's generating all these cold leads off Facebook. Let's just say you've done what you've done for 16 years, but you have an amazing rapport with the 75 people you sold homes to. And the way you count on getting new business is making sure those 75 people refer you to the 500 people that they know when they're ready to buy a home. So how do you do that? You make sure that they're getting a card from you every time their dog has a birthday, every time their daughter graduates from seventh to eighth grade, and the list goes on and on. You know as much as you can about those people and politely encourage them throughout their lives so that they remember you. Like you just, you, you say good things like, oh, your alma mater won the football game, you know, stuff like that. But how do you track it? You need a CRM, right? A really good one. It doesn't exist. I've never seen it. You have to would have to put all that information down in notes, not fields. Well, there is actually one. Um, it's part of the Buffini. Buffini bought a, a CRM, and I've got the name of it, but I think you can use it. You can buy it and use it, and you don't have to be part of the Buffini coaching program to utilize it. 
because a previous host of this podcast actually utilised it and he showed me the back end. And he is extremely focused in the way that you're outlining, Robert. Really? Uh, well, you got to get the name of that sometimes so that I well, can if you stop go to telling the... our audience to, to spend $2 million on something that already exists. Um, so you, <laughs> um, I will go to the Buffini website and I will find it, make sure it's in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But um, I, like what I said to you, Robert, I also the fundamentally the best CRM is the CRM that you utilise. Um, so many agents have... have well, they have a CRM that's kind of forced down their throat by their brokerage. And it, it like what we've just shown, that it's really dependent on your on the kind of agent you are and how you're going to use it. So a lot of the brokerage CRM isn't utilised because it's it's not the right tool for that particular agent. Would you agree with that, Sean? Absolutely, yeah. It's... Like I said, there's not one size that fits all. So uh, if it's coming from a brokerage, uh, one realtor might jump on it and absolutely love it. And the next one may struggle with it because they don't want all the bells and whistles. They just want, I just want my names in there. That's all I want. Or I mean, whatever that may be, it's uh, everybody's got their own system. And that's, it's the same when I'm teaching other realtors um, throughout North America about different social media tips or anything. I always tell everybody, I mean, you've got to find your own way, what you're comfortable with, what you, what you can do. Um, focus on that and, and really do it well. I mean, there's some realtors out there that make tremendous amounts of money with uh, obviously a little tougher now, the way that things have been recently, but with door knocking and cold calling, that's not my style. I have made $0 from that. It was just not a strength of mine. So I just never did it. But that's because it's I bit, do it one way, bit, it does not make it the chilly. right way. It's a bit chilly where you are anyway, isn't it? You'd probably get frostbite, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I uh, um, so I, I think, um, Robert, I, I think we should wrap it up and hopefully Sean can stay on for some bonus content because I, I want to delve into him what Facebook adverts have been working for him and see if he can give some tips and advice to our listeners and viewers about that particular subject, which you, you'll be able to see the whole interview on the Mel Wright YouTube channel, folks. So hopefully um, you found this part really interesting and you go to the channel and watch the rest of the interview. Over to you, Robert. All right, so we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Before we do, Sean, um, I would love it if you could uh, share with our audience if they would like to reach out to you, how would you suggest that they do that? So probably the best for other realtors is I've got a Instagram page uh, and it's at C21 Sean Bell. That's where I give every day I'm posting on there. I'm sharing my story behind the scenes, showing what I'm doing throughout the day to day and really trying to help other realtors out there saying, you know, if there's a tip I can provide on there, I'm going to throw it on there. Uh, I've been doing Instagram reels. I, I did uh, a new thing coming is uh, Instagram guides. Tried that out. So I'm always trying new things and like to share with realtors saying, hey, you know, the latest one was Instagram reels. I think all realtors should be on Instagram reels because it's new in the algorithm. It's getting pushed to more people. Therefore, as realtors, you guys should be doing reels. So you can go to my page to find tips like that. And then if you're wanting uh, other things aside from that, for sure, YouTube is, uh, is the number one because that's, uh, I mean, YouTube has a searchability. You can search different topics that I have, go through them, watch them at your own leisure. 
and uh, they're going to live there forever. So you can, uh, you can, you know, watch something today. And if you need a reminder, you can watch it six months from now. And that one is uh, just go youtube.com backslash Sean Bell, and uh, that'll take you right to my channel. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for that. We're looking forward to uh, the hearing your thoughts on the best performing Facebook ads. Uh, John, if people would like to reach out to you, how would you suggest that they do that? It's really easy, folks. You go to the MailRite website. Um, you can book a consultation with me. That's totally free. Tell me um, we can go through your difficulties and we can see if the MailRite platform is the right solution for you. Um, for the you know the other agents that will find Robert's um, solution more suitable. There's other agents that find ours more suitable. There is no platform that is perfect for all agents. But like I say, you can go to the MailRite website, book a consultation, or just give me a call. I'm always available. Over to you, Robert. And for some reason, if you want to learn internet marketing, you want to get a deep dive into any of these systems that we occasionally talk about, not Reevolve, I'm going to have to change that, but most of them, Follow Boss and, and KV Core and all those others uh, from the, through the eyes of an expert, you can go to my website, inboundrem.com and learn more. Um, you can also, if you, if you really think that uh, you'd like to talk to me, you can always just use my contact form. Um, uh, but that's... That's neither here nor there. All right, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, stay thank tuned you. and go to our YouTube channel for the extra bonus content and do all of us, me, Jonathan, and Sean, a favor and thumbs up. Give us a review on iPods so that the show shows up better inside the iPods, the iTunes system. We would deeply appreciate it. If you do nothing else besides listen, please give us a review on, on iTunes. Mm-hmm.